Shawanisha. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Bradley J Show. Today's brought to you by uh, Rick Walker's Rock and Roll Cowboy Clothes since 1932. And most of our guests have probably been there. New and vintage stuff, rock T-shirts, jewelry, leather jackets, including Vance and stuff, 306 Newbury Street, Back Bay, Boston. Ladies and gentlemen, we are celebrating the coming together of some great musicians to make something where the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We have Sal Baglio, Alan Estes, John Butcher, and the whole thing is called, well, Baglio, uh, Butcher, Baglio, and Estes. And the the debut album is Gypsy Caravan, and there's a big celebration on uh, Saturday the 8th at the Regent Theater, and that's why we're here, right, guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. You bet. Well, that's a pretty big thing. Uh, you know, it's a, you know, you had the pandemic and it's, it's everything sucks and, and that it, maybe it gave you time to work on this, but now we're coming out of it and you have this big thing to look forward to. Everybody needs something to look forward to. How excited, well, how excited are you? I guess I should say, what about this is particularly exciting? Uh, if you ask me, it's all summed up uh, in, I believe, the last song of the album, which is Who Has More Fun Than Us? Um, we, we four, we three rather do this, uh, for fun, uh, and have been living this life for decades. So we jumped at the opportunity to get together and take that fun energy into the recording studio and Gypsy Caravan is what came out. So you guys are all the real deal all by yourselves and, and having you all together like this is a, is a pretty big deal. John, you've been, I hate to say, around forever, but we all have kind of been around forever. And that's a, I say that in a good way. Yeah. I did not know that you started out. I'll talk a little bit about each of you, that your early days were in Alaska. That had to have that had to have some formative effect, if nothing else, that you you wanted to get away from it. What was the, what was uh, the well, out of Alaska? I kind of liked it. I liked being a kid and growing up uh, where there were trees and 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 critters to see and and streams to to wade in there was nothing wrong with that for me okay good and alaska wasn't for my childhood uh it's you know you kind of have to separate that from the sarah pale in alaska you know uh, th there was a lot of innocence and a lot of non-city uh growing up so i thought it was pretty cool i liked it and then sal you're an east boston guy right that's where I was born and raised. Yeah, I grew up there. And you had some pretty cool formative, well, a little later f for you, but, you know, with the Starbers, right away as a super young guy, you are touring with some heavy acts. That Talk about that a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, you know, the, the, the Starbers were like my, uh, that was like a childhood uh, manifestation of a rock and roll fantasy. I was a teenager. Um and uh, and all of that was happening, you know. You know what Boston was like at that point in time. Yeah, 70. you were. You guys were stars. You know, all the bands had places to play, and it was just it was just a, a time where anything was possible. Of course, that has to do with age as well. You know, like I'm going to do this thing, and so we did. And uh, yeah, we 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 had a good run. <laughs> and Alan, run. Alan's a Gloucester. Gloucester person. I know you've been in Gloucester a long time. Is that where you're originally from? Not originally, no, but um, I've been living here a lot of years now. And as a matter of fact, uh, 
just for the record, we're coming up on our 400th anniversary in 2023. So we're making some plans on that. I've written a lot of songs about Gloucester. Uh, there's a lot of history here. It's a wonderful place. Uh, John also lives in part of Gloucester here and a lot of uh, musicians and a lot of artists live here. It's a, it's a very welcoming community for the arts. I listened to some of your, some of your work uh, where you apply your, your country style to the Gloucester, to the, to the ocean. It's kind of, it's interesting the way you do it. You do a song about Good Harbor, correct? Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you can't take away the influences. They're, they're in the blood. And, um, you know, growing up with my both my parents being musicians and stuff, I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, my heart is where it is. But, uh, you know, it, it is a great place to live. And especially in the summertime, I, you know, it's a little thin in the winter, but uh, that's OK. <laughs> and you uh, connected with a lot of country artists that people associated with Nashville, yeah. et cetera. How did you I, do yeah. that? And I lived down there for 10 years. I lived in Nashville for a little over 10 years and uh, had a deal and a record deal down there. And I got to write with uh, lots of people like Shania Twain, Tammy Wynette, um, and uh, had some of those people record my tunes. And, you know, I, I got to, I went down there with a bundle of tunes and um, kind of a, a raw type of writer. And I really learned the craft of writing down there from co-writing with a lot of people and kind of learned the business at that time, although it's totally changed now. <laughs> I want to ask you more about that later, but we're here to talk about this new record and uh, the, the gig. So the, the, the gig on Saturday is at the Reason Theater, and it's a, anyone can go, and people talk about, well, there's, nothing, there's no rock anymore, and there are no venues. That is not true, and this is proof that that is not true. This is a place to go, easily accessible, I happen to know there's a lot of parking around that area, and and uh, the, the the you will be doing music from your new album, Gypsy Caravan. Can, what can you do to describe to the folks what they, what they're going to hear when they go? My oversimplistic description is it's heavy blues, but it's not probably all heavy blues. I heard particularly the song "Long Player," and that's very recognizably blues. You could probably give a richer, somebody could probably give a richer explanation of what folks can expect at this gig. Guess we'll be, go with John. Would, yeah, I was just going to say, that would be John Butcher. Oh, um, Tell them all about it. <laughs> Sal, <laughs> I have to quote Sal in, in answering, because Long Player was his statement. Uh to the world that we're we're gypsies we're survivors the three of us i i, I wouldn't i might not categorize it as, as we've been around forever what i might say is we've been at this craft all of our adult lives much better yeah and and i i think that uh long player says that the best don't you think so sal you know, I mean, it was, just, it was a thought that came into my head and I wrote it. Um, but yeah, I mean, musically, uh, uh, the show will be a mix of a lot of different things, you know. Um, there is some straight ahead blues on that record, with, with particularly with John's uh, Railroad line. I would say that's the most, uh, wouldn't you say, John, that's the most yeah, I would. blues rooted song. Yeah. And then there's some, you know, there's some different. Even "Long Gone" is a blues song that that Alan wrote. Really, really, it is. You know, I think it is too. Yeah, country. Uh, 
Yeah, but I mean, we're gonna do so. The show, uh, Bradley, will be we're gonna do an acoustic sit down set um, because guys our age like to sit down when we play, <laughs> so we don't fall down. <laughs> no, we're gonna do a little sit down set, and then we're gonna uh, do a full set with the band. You know, uh, the band features Marty Richards on drums, uh, Wolf Janandis on bass, and and Tom West who's uh, on keyboards. So. Uh, it's be a, yeah. So it's a full-on thing. All right. Brad, I just wanted to say something really quick. You mentioned something earlier. You mentioned something about the pandemic. And yeah. the pandemic changed everybody. Before the pandemic, especially John and Sal were, were touring and playing so much that they really never had an opportunity to stop and take a breath and go, what do I want to do now? Because the, the calendar was full with the next date, the next date. And we all know some of those dates are magical and some of those dates are just a grind. So pandemic hits, fast forward to like, now what do we do? We can't go play the places that we're used to. And so you start to take a look at your writing and getting back and and doing some woodshedding and like, what do I want to do now that I have this time off? What do I want to do with my time? And I think that that kind of, in some ways, pointed towards the ability for the three of us to get together because we all started recording more and spending more time in the studio because that's all we had to do. Okay. I want to remind people we're speaking with John Butcher, Sal Baglio, and Alan Estes of Butcher Baglio. And Estes got a new record, Gypsy Caravan, and they're going to be celebrating the release of that on October 8th at the Regent Theater in Arlington, actually, at 7 Medford Street, I believe. If I can, that would be cool if I actually remembered that. I, I hope it's right. So you're all songwriters. Do you? I'm very fascinated by that process, and with every attempt to not be cliche, uh, first, you probably all have a different method. Do, uh, do you write them on your own and bring them in, or do you create create them together? How much of it is like that, the Beatles documentary we saw, we saw that, or how much of it isn't? You know, give me a, a sense of how that goes with you guys. When, when I saw that Beatles documentary, my mind was blown because they, uh, they assigned to themselves a, a period whereby they would write, what was it, seven songs, eight songs yeah. in a certain time period. And watching them do that was astonishing to me because I could never do that. L- literally sit in a room with a bunch of guys until you wrote memorable classics you know, I, I'm not. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how that works. For me, I do my best riding, driving, driving in my car. How do you, re- if you're driving in your car and you think of something, how do you remember it? By the way, I have voice memo on my iPhone. Okay. That I, I use constantly. So yeah. I'm driving and I think of an idea. I pull over, and and put it on this, so I don't lose it. For, for me, when I try to write a song, it. I don't know if this is different for everybody. There'll be one phrase like get out of here or some simple everyday phrase, which is the chorus. And then you just build verses around that. Is that how everybody does it? Or is that not how everybody does it? My favorite part of, of uh, songwriting is, is the part that's mysterious. Like uh, I'll, I'll pick up a, my acoustic and, um, and I'll sense that something's hovering somewhere and I'll get an idea. And sometimes it comes out kind of kind of complete. Uh, 
you know, lyrically, I might just use syllables to catch the melody. And then I, uh, or, or some random words that make no sense. And I go back and I look at them and, I, and maybe nip and tuck here and there and say, well, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about here, but let me look at it and see what was, what was going on in my head. Um, a few of those ideas came to me and I, and John finished them. Um, that are on the record. Uh, one is a ballad called Still Running. You know, I had I had all the, the melody and uh, and the chorus still running. That was it. <laughs> and uh, I sent it to John and, and you know, it, it was like, I, I, I like this analogy. It was a really good pie crust, but it needed a filling. Huh? And, and John, John put the, the lyrics to that. And, and the same thing with um, a song called Voodoo Moon. I had the music. I had Voodoo Moon, <laughs> and that was about it. And so he brought he brought the story to the song. That's important. Uh, How about you, Alan? Do you do you sit down and say, "I'm going to write a song now"? Here we go. Or well, do you have to wait for it to pop in your head and then you grab onto it? It's a great question because everybody has their own method that they learn, especially after a period of time that works best for them. There's a time when you, you know inspiration hits us all at a different time but there's a time where you get to the point where you know where something's really good and so you know what you need to do to maintain that whether it's writing it down whether it's like john said putting it in a phone or just grabbing a guitar whatever works for you but over the years i think all of these guys would agree with me the songwriting has has morphed has changed there's a time and even the beatles I'll tell you right now, in the very beginning, Paul McCartney and John Lennon used to sit down at a piano and, and they'd write these tunes, I want to hold your hand together and all that sort of thing. It wasn't very long before they were writing totally on their own, even though they were still called Lennon and McCartney, because that tends to be what happens. You tend to be, it's a very personal thing that you end up going into. You know, a lot of people out there, songwriters that only want to write commercial songs, songs to make money. I did that for a long time in Nashville. We've all dabbled in that. We all know what that's like. And I think that they'll all agree with me now that what songwriting has come to me is that I'm not interested in writing a song anymore unless it's a really good idea that at the end of the day, I can sit down, whether I play it by myself or with a band and go, I am proud of that. And that's that's means more to me than any money. Speaking of money, how do it's things have reversed on how bands make money. It used to be you had a song and you would tour to support the song on the radio. And it's, now it's kind of the other way around, right? The the you make your money at the gigs. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. uh, which is yeah. wildly different. You you got to you get ticket price and you sell merch. Merch is what helps a lot, right? Yes, and publishing and songwriting has always been like something that is is very easy and 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 that the uh, business has always wanted to kind of steal from the artist. And it goes way back to Elvis and before Elvis that a lot of times the only way that these guys would record these tunes is if they were a co-writer when they had nothing to do with writing. But that's that's where the money comes in. So, so what do you go ahead. go ahead. What do you like better these days? Better the old model where there was this pinch point was the record companies and the radio stations. A few people got big. And now there are a lot of people who can make music, make good music, 
but hardly anybody gets big, which is a which is a better world for you guys who are used to being big. You probably like the old world better, but I can't be sure. Well, I, I got to tell you that, <laughs> you know, if that's the part of the business that I really don't particularly like. So where I'm at now is the feeling that I get that I can carry with me for knowing that I've written a good song. And that's and anything else that comes on top of that is just some more icing on the cake. Right, these days, it just can't really be about the money. It has to be about the art, really, I guess. That's why we're still doing it. Right. <laughs> so this is a good, I think we've had a good talk, and we've accomplished our goal here of letting folks know about this this band, this album, Gypsy Caravan, and this gig. Everybody, this is going to be good. These people are good. They're all accomplished individually and together. I can only imagine it's going to be super good. It's at the Regent Theater, October 8th, Saturday night. Probably the I don't know the exact time, but it's easy to find out. Tickets are available, and the tickets are not crazy expensive. They're very fair price. I think this would be if if you're a person who likes, you, you remember what it's like to go out and see the real deal. Well, this is your opportunity to do that. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Bradley. Thanks yep. very much for having us, Bradley. Of course. Make sure everybody do do uh, the guys and me all a favor and share this. Share it to everybody and specifically send it to people you think might be into going do what you can you guys know what to do everybody thank you all so much thanks, thanks again all right we'll be clear in about four seconds or so so